It's Monday, March 14th. Welcome to the News Diet, a healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about cryptocurrencies, Brittany Griner, Disney in Florida, and Russia and Ukraine. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Last week, President Biden signed an executive order directing the federal government to create a plan to regulate cryptocurrencies. This order is meant for regulators to better understand this growing industry and its implications on consumers, national security, and unlawful finance. Digital currencies have swept the world in recent years, transforming from a niche concept to now a globally recognized form of transacting. Individuals and even nations around the world have started to invest in research and even creation of their own cryptocurrencies, some of them being Sweden, China, and the Bahamas. And there's also been speculation around if Russia will utilize the technology to skirt current sanctions that are targeting its use in traditional centralized systems. For example, by the West cutting off Russia's access to international assets and systems, the government and even everyday citizens could be looking for ways to receive funds that don't require third-party approvals like banks. So it looks like Biden is recognizing the growth of cryptos and now wants to investigate what it means for the American government and the Federal Reserve if many Americans start participating in digital currencies and assets. And also, what would it look like if the U.S. were to create its own digital currency? The idea of governments getting involved in cryptos is interesting because the entire point of digital currencies is that it's decentralized and not as beholden to regulation as traditional systems. Now, the implications of this could be good or bad. The good is that users gain much more freedom to transact as they please. The need for approvals, wait times, and fees essentially go away. There's no gatekeepers. For example, you can imagine a scenario where small businesses in impoverished regions can raise funds immediately and directly without having to worry about corrupt entities intercepting. The downside is that there's not really any level of regulation, so participants need to have a level of trust with whom they're transacting with, as no third party can insure your funds. Another critique is that crypto allows for a level of anonymity, which some say promotes illegal activity. But crypto advocates point out that while users don't have their names and contact info made public, their transaction histories are public for all to see, which does make it possible for authorities to track bad behavior if they want to. In fact, just a couple weeks ago, I talked about how the Justice Department conducted its biggest financial seizure ever, $3.6 billion in Bitcoin by tracking the public payment history, what's also known as the blockchain. Biden's order is for the government to conduct research and create a plan for regulation, so no details have been announced yet. About three weeks ago, American women's basketball star Brittany Griner was arrested in Russia and has been detained ever since. Brittany, along with other athletes, sometimes choose to play abroad during their American off-seasons, and she's been playing for Russia on and off for several years. Well, last month, Russian authorities detained Brittany at an airport, claiming they found cannabis oil in her luggage, which in Russia is a crime punishable by 10 years in prison. American authorities have been unable to contact Brittany, but her Russian lawyer has been able to connect with her family and her agent at home. 
The current geopolitical tensions between the West and Russia have made matters complicated, with some suspecting the country could be using her as leverage as they're being hit with an unprecedented amount of sanctions. Another concern is Russia's anti-LGBTQ sentiments, considering that Britney is gay and has a wife at home. Brittany Griner is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, two-time world champion, and all-star player. Last week, I talked about Florida's The Parental Rights in Education Bill, or what some have deemed as the Don't Say Gay Bill. It bans kindergarten through third grade classrooms from discussing sexual orientation or gender identity issues. And if violated, could be a liability for the school or educators. Proponents of the bill say that topics of sex and gender should be left to the parents of the children and the parents alone. Critics of the bill say that banning these topics creates a stigma around LGBTQ issues. The bill has passed both the state House and Senate and now just needs to be signed by Florida Governor DeSantis to become law. Well, one of the state's biggest employers, Disney, has spoken out against the bill. Disney owns Disney World in Orlando, Florida, and is a vocal supporter of LGBTQ issues. Originally, Disney CEO Chapek said that while the company didn't agree with the bill, that it wouldn't be publicly fighting it. But over the last few days, that statement received a bunch of backlash from activists, saying that it wasn't enough. So late last week, the CEO changed his tune and not only condemned the bill, but announced that Disney would be supporting efforts to combat similar legislation in other states, as well as pulling out political donations from the conservative state. Disney has donated millions to both major political parties in Florida and is the third largest contributor to Republican candidates. And now for updates on Russia and Ukraine. Russia continues to invade Ukraine despite piling sanctions from Western countries and multiple attempts at peace talks. Over the weekend, Russia conducted an airstrike on a military base only 12 miles from the Poland border that killed at least 35 people and injured 134 people. This is particularly a big deal because Poland is a member of NATO, and if there were to be any kind of attack within a NATO member's border, then that would trigger a response from all NATO members, which would mean we would have several of the world's major powers now engaging in a war. The base that was attacked was called the International Peacekeeping and Security Center and was used to train foreign fighters and where Ukraine was receiving weapons and equipment from allies. There's also continued reports of Russian forces targeting civilian buildings and neighborhoods, with another airstrike in the southern port city of Mykolaiv killing nine civilians. Also, an American filmmaker and journalist, Brent Rennell, was killed near the capital, Kyiv, after being shot in a car while on his way to report on refugees. He was with a colleague who was also shot but survived. According to U.S. officials, Russia has asked China for military help. Russia and China have been friendly, but so far, China has maintained somewhat of a distance from the conflict. China, Russia, and the Western countries are very intertwined economically, so it's unknown how much President Xi is willing to risk his country's stability and standing in the global economy by getting involved in this conflict. It's Monday, March 14th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. 
If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode and leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at the news diet dot com.